Happy Father's Day. We're going to do things a little bit different today. We're going to have a panel of experts come up today, and I'm going to ask them some questions about fatherhood, about being men, and we're going to have a good time with it. So I'm going to ask those panel of experts to come up and get situated. There's three seats there, and you can get the mics, and I'm going to talk a little bit while you're doing that. Now, I asked these guys, mostly because I believe that God asked me to ask these particular men. The reason why I wanted to do it is because I think men, fathers especially, have some of the most powerful voices on the face of the planet. Okay? What we speak matters. Uh, we speak words of encouragement. We speak words of affirmation. We speak words of futureness to our children. Our words as dads have immense weight to them. Our words are that powerful as men. So, that could be a little bit scary to think that our words carry a generation. And speak into generations. But I think that there's great hope for us. So, before I ask the men questions, I want to read something out of Isaiah. Isaiah 59, verse 21. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit that is upon you and my words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth or out of the mouth of your offspring or out of the mouth of your children's offspring, says the Lord, from this time forth and forevermore. I believe that is a word for all fathers today. That we need to be careful about the words that we speak and and the words that we deliver to everybody, not just our children, because, believe it or not, fathering goes beyond biologicalness. Fathers have that kind of weight to us. But that word is a great promise to us that is his words that he has placed in our mouths from this time forth and forevermore. So we can continue to speak life into the lives of our children and to people we come in contact because of the words that the great father has put into our mouths. Amen? Amen. All right. It is time to ask this great panel of men ahead of me, in front of me, some great questions. I have some write-in questions from uh, the audience, too, believe it or not. <laughs> I, have some, I gave them a list of questions so they can kind of prep, but I did not give them all the questions. And you know how they name group of animals, different things, like uh, a group of crows is called a murder, you know? Uh, I thought, I'm going to call you guys rhinos. You know why? A group of rhinos is called a crash. <laughs> so I see you guys as gentle rhinos this morning. Okay, so this is what I hope to have happen. You guys, I'm going to ask you questions any time you guys want to answer. And you have the freedom to ask each other a question in the middle of that if somehow that works out. I might take a question from the audience if you have one. But let's see what God says to these great men who I really respect and admire. All right, question number one. What did you want to be when you grew up? What did you want to be when you grew up? You know... <clears throat> I don't think I was ever one of those uh, boys that said, ah, I want to be a policeman, and that's what I did. I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, and I think that's kind of my personality is, you know, I'm, I'm just, I wake up in the morning and go, hmm, what am I going to do today? And, uh, you know, that's even now, so... I just think uh, people in my life guided me that way. Like my grandfather was a handyman, but my father wasn't. And, and I just ended up becoming a handyman. And so God really led me in where I can look back now and see 
that his hand was in my life. But when I was going through it, I, didn't, I had no idea. What do you want to be when you grow up now? A good dad. <laughs> Michael? I actually wanted to be a minister, which is interesting. Uh, and I went to college for that, just one year of college. That's all I have. And because I did not know God at the time, he rescued me and bumped me out of college. I didn't fail or anything. I had a very good grade point average. But Father had better plans in mind. It wouldn't be until I was 31 years old that I would come to know God, come Mm -hmm. to know Jesus Christ. And so he bumped me out of that because, oh, man, I can't imagine what would have happened if I'd been (laughs) a minister who didn't know God. Mm. Don't want to find that out. Yeah, I had a few things. I wanted to, um, let's see, I wanted to be a doctor one time. I wanted to be a professional athlete. Uh, I wanted to be a, um, what was the other thing I wanted to be? Oh, yeah, a rock star. That's right. (laughs) You are a rock star. Forgot about that. So I got to be a doctor because I, I had a lot of emergency care for my children that they needed, you know, rushed them to the hospital, fixed a lot of injuries, things like that. And I got to be a sports athlete because I got to play all kinds of different sports, you know, in my life. So that was cool. And, uh, you know, uh, playing music for the Lord's better than being a rock star. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Question number two. If you had a motto or a slogan that kind of signifies your life, what would that be? Terror over boredom. Terror over boredom. Yeah. And what does that kind of mean to you? Ask Sheila. (laughs) We might have to have a whole new show about that. (laughs) Uh, Essentially, you know, I think that God puts desires in our hearts. And somehow life beats those desires back. And we often opt for the traditional or what seems to work or what seems to fit. And there's, there's a lot of things that life brings to bear on us where because of our responsibilities and other kinds of things, we... We have to put desires to the side, mm. and uh, I am incapable of that. <laughs> so a lot of crashing and burning, but uh, yeah, Rhino is good. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take I'll take terror over boredom. Okay. You know, I th- I find a lot of these questions hard because of course what I think my motto should be and what other people think. The motto should be are very different. <laughs> you know, I don't, so, you know, I'm, so I, you know, you. mine is, I forgot. But you know, you ask these questions, and yes. and I go around. I, I'm going. Well, what do you think it should be? <laughs> what, what do you think it should be? You know, and. Uh, because I'm just doing. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I forget what I'm doing. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> so that that was my that was your first that was my first thing that came to that's mind. Awesome. That's awesome. That's totally awesome. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Uh, I have several things that come to my mind. Just you know, my kids hear me say sayings all the time. You know, around the house. You know, right? <laughs> I'm always saying something, and I ask them, you know what that means? You know, yeah. And uh, so just things like that, you know, learn from your mistakes, stuff like that. Um, and one of my favorites is uh, if the old lady didn't die, she'd still be living. 
And so figure that, that one that out. That makes if you, sense. If you don't know what that one means, figure that one out. Yeah. I'll tell you guys later. Yeah. Explain later. Yeah, for those who are so inclined to know what mine is, mine is uh, no matter where you are, uh, where you go, there you are. Okay, so <laughs> that happens to be mine. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you might forget where you went. That's true. Who is the person that you admire the most in life? And Jesus and your wife do not count in this instance. Okay, that's too easy. Who is the person you admire the most? I don't really have like one person that you know that I could say, oh, I admire that one the most because I think that would kind of be, you know, against what God. I mean, God wants us to admire Him. Right? He wants us to worship Him. So I don't really worship anybody, but. Um, I would say, uh, you know, like my father, he was, he was all right, you know, a nice guy. I never abused me, anything like that, or, you know, uh, taught me discipline, stuff like that. So I'd say my father for family-wise and then friends, wow, you know. I mean, I, I got a friend, Paul, that, you know, he's, he's always uh, tinkering with things, so I admire him because he gets them, he gets them working, you know. <laughs> he, like, stays with, you know. And, of course, you know, guys like Pastor Tim, you know, he's uh, always there for... Yeah, a lot of people in this church. So I admire you too. In chronological order. <laughs> Sir Thomas More, Frederick Douglass, my buddy George MacDonald, and a relative unknown name of Dusty Miller. Mm. I agree with these these guys that there's not just one that I can think of. You know, if I look back on my life, you know, I there was uh a guy who I looked up to when I was 18, 19 years old, and and he taught me my work ethic. Once I got married, and even actually when I was younger, I re- he was not a good dad, but he had some work ethic. And then, uh, you know, just going through life, a, a good friend of ours that we've been friends with their family for a long time, you know, I admire him because... He, he did all the colleges, and he said he was going to go to college and do this and become this, and he did. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I'm the dreamer, so I'm, I'm going to do a thousand things, and, you know, maybe one of them <laughs> actually <laughs> happened. So, um, and, you know, also my father, he, he was more of a, uh, he wasn't a leader in a way, but he was a loving, easygoing guy, and that's probably where I get I get it from so you know I thought of those those three guys had a main impact on on me very good okay what has God taught you about being a good dad what has God taught you can you sum it up into like a couple words what has God taught you about being a good dad not just a dad but a good dad well, just to, you know, be loving and forgiving like God is, you know, for me. Yeah, mercy on me. Mm. And that's what our kids need, you know. They need the same thing. They don't, they don't need the hammer, which, you know, used to be like that. For me, it would be it's never too late. Uh, Jay, you, you obviously know some of my story. So I was not a good father. So I have twin sons, uh, that have been estranged, one of them, for 20 years, one of them for 10 years. So God has taught me it is never too late. Uh, I have a, an adopted daughter of sorts, and now I have three sons uh, from Sheila. 
and and it is never too late. Mm. God's ability to redeem the worst of situations and the worst of men, uh, the story's not over. Amen. Uh, so it's never too late. Amen. Amen. Humility, mm. you know, for me, and, and you know, I, it's it, you know, it's to the saying is, "Do as I say, not as I do," mm. and you know, that's. You know, God is constantly reminding me of that with my parenting and having to humble myself and then ask my children for forgiveness. Amen. Okay. Is there a secret to raising good kids? You guys are experts now. You're on the Absolutely. Panel. So what's the secret? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amanda, what's the secret? <laughs> that Dana should know that he forgot. No. <laughs> what is the secret? Well, I'm probably the least qualified, but the thing that hit me when I saw that question and thought about it was, was no. Mm. You know, the most perfect father, God, has the greatest amount of rebellious children. <laughs> you know, if there was a secret, yeah. you know, it, there would be things that, were, that are different. Yeah. But, you know, persevering love, mm. you know, and, and, and all of its stumblings. Mm has to count for a great deal. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, probably uh, one thing that I discovered that's really important is, uh, you know, communication with you. Uh, if you wanted to get down to like a, you know, like a one-word thing or something like that, uh, obviously we know, you know, you got to have the Lord in our lives and in our families and things like that. We know that that's the most important thing. But if you don't communicate, I mean, with us, you know, it's been so helpful for us to uh, communicate with each other. And find out, you know, we actually ask each other, well, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't get into any of the family night. We have a family night that we do, so uh, just to make it short, we actually, you know, ask each other about, well, what, what, is, there something bo- is there something that somebody's doing that's bothering anybody else? You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And, we, you know, we have come up with a few things. So, yeah. yeah. So communication is a, a cool thing. I mean, if you wanted a, you know, a little secret type thing. Yeah. There isn't a secret because every... There's not one rule or thing that's going to apply to everybody, you know, because mm-hmm. my circumstances are different than these guys and my children are different than their children. And God made everybody unique. Mm-hmm. So it's the overlying thing is the communication, the humility, the but also being, I guess, strong, you know, like I if anybody has ever done those personality uh, tests, you know, where you have the lion, the otter, and all that, you know, I'm the golden retriever. I'm just happy-go-lucky running all around. And, and Amanda is definitely more along that lines. And so it's just learning and, you know, asking for humility, and, and, but being for the parents to be communicating. Because, you know, I do need to lead. I really can mm-hmm. wake up in the morning with the family and go, hey, what are we doing today? Because that's when... Yeah. It'll fall apart. And that's what God has been teaching me. Yeah. Yeah, ask, what does everybody want to do? You get eight different answers. Right. 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 When I hear in those words, I hear, you know, two of the two of the qualities that I think that Father God exhibits the best. And those qualities are Father God gives and Father God forgives. You know? And so that's why I hear in your answers. So thank you. Good thing you guys are the experts. So, okay, what's your silliest, silliest, goofiest dad moment? Most silliest, goofiest thing you've done? Right, right now. Right now? 
<laughs> now I know you too well. This is not this moment. <laughs> oh gosh. How many how many do you want? Uh, you can yeah. give me just one. Yeah. You got there's like thousands. I know, there's dozens, I understand. <laughs> there's just so many I don't even know. We should know ask start. our kids really, really well. Yeah, we should, really. Yeah. That should be a kid panel yeah, question. Yeah. 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 Yeah, or the silliest a, thing you said, or something that was just like so totally outrageously. Yeah, you guys got one? We were uh, camping one time, yeah. I, I didn't even remember that one. And, <laughs> and uh, let's see, uh, it was cold. And well, it was like 85 down here, but when we went up to the mountains, it was like, you know, 35 at mm-hmm. night. So we were freezing. So I, I, there was a like a blanket in the. I didn't have no jacket. I didn't bring nothing because you know, but my swimming trunks, right? <laughs> so I had a blanket. So I became blanket man. <laughs> the, you know, your kids remember. Able to lift Great. tall buildings in the sing, or leap tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> yeah. So, blanket man was born. <laughs> you know, that, there's. I guess there's many because sometimes I don't think I'm goofy. Oh, you forget. I'm serious. <laughs> or I forget. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it, I thought it was funny, so it may not be funny for everybody else. <laughs> we, uh, I got talked into going to the CareNet uh, basketball fundraiser or whatever. So, so I put on these spandex biking shorts. I put on some winter wool socks up to here and some big high tops. And I grabbed a, a, a clean, old, uh, you know, re, whatever, cloth diaper and twisted it up for, like, my headband. And I put on one of Christopher's T-shirts. And so I was like, I'm ready. And they just stared at me. <laughs> but, but, you know, then the... If, you I had, if I had some skills, I really would have went dressed yeah, like that, that. But I'm not a basketball player. And hey, what was yours, Jay? Mine? Yeah. Oh, there'd, we're be drag too, you. there'd be far, far too many to count, I think. <laughs> but it's one of those things I think. Uh, it's really not so, it's so much the things I do is the things that I say. When uh, we're talking about, we were talking about a movie one night, and and this one actress, and I said. Oh, oh, she's dead now. And everybody goes, well, what happened to her? I I think she died. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. I deflected. Yeah, you deflected. I saw that. Nice move. It was smooth. I remember that. Okay. What was your scariest moment? The thing that just... Unnerved you the most? I got one. <laughs> um, I think it was. If I, I think it was the first time when we went to Bethany Beach, Delaware, um, that we were foster parents, and we were all on the on the beach. So we went from one to five overnight, and you know we're oh, and we brought our niece Genevieve. So we had six kids, and. So we're on this crowded beach, and, and it's a little bit later in the day, and there's some kites flying, and Brandon's looking up at the kite, and the guy's starting to reel it down in. And so, so Brandon says, well, I'm going to go down the beach and catch it when it comes down, because he must not have realized that it was coming this way. So he tears off down the beach. And I, How old was he? Six? And he's gone. 
And, you know, that was like, mm. I mean, he, he's gone. And you just you just can't imagine that feeling. Now, you know, we got people going down the boardwalk. We're going down the beach. You know, you're yelling his name. The lifeguards are standing up. And you thought for sure he's gone. Mm. You know, that was probably the, the scariest. Damn. What did you learn from that? Well, I told Amanda, I said, okay, I, I don't care. I'm in charge of these three. And, well, whatever happens to your three, that's on you. And I'm watching these three because I can't keep track of all six right now. So, <laughs> so, so you're learning how to delegate. Uh, right. So, but the funny thing is, here we are seven, eight years later, and we just know. We can walk on the beach, and you, you know where everybody is. Yeah. What about you two? No deflecting this yeah, You have... You have uh grown automatic radar now you know, oh, yeah. exactly where everybody's at yeah. same thing I mean uh, probably the uh, to the kids probably was the most you know losing Elisa at the beach Mike going underwater uh, <laughs> um, Joe getting stung by a bee and getting uh, being uh, taken uh, to the hospital in the ambulance things like that we couldn't get his heartbeat stuff it was crazy um, just stuff like that and I'm sorry if I forgot anybody <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be kind of twofold, Jay. Mine would be when God had been in my life long enough to give me the grace and the strength to see two things, what I had missed. So that was scary. Mm. And what I had done. Mm. So those would be the two. Yeah. When, when fathers can, it's the mundane that we miss. When you walk down the hall at night mm. and you peek in and see your children to realize the depth of the gift mm. that God has given is a, is a tremendous thing that sometimes can only be fully recognized when you have lost such privilege. Mm. So that would be my encouragement to fathers, yeah. to just gaze upon your children. These are the living thoughts of God. Mm -hmm. They're the living thoughts of God. Mm. And we partner with him to make them blossom into the fullness of the thought that he had in mind. Amen. Is there a scripture verse, one thing that stands out in your mind that says, you know, when you're, you're, you're just having a hard day as a dad. It is, it is, you know, being a dad is kicking your butt. Is there a scripture verse that encourages you? Is there one, many, <laughs> chapter, the whole Bible? <laughs> it's that, you know, he'll, he'll never leave us or, you know, forsake us. Mm. And that, that's, it's just that simple for me, you know, just to remember that he said that. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... I'm sure I've read one. My, I feel like my retention is not great in that. But, you know, I just, I just pray to him. Mm. I just say, you know, Lord, forgive me or help me. You know, give me the right words or, mm -hmm. you know, give me the, the, the madness to go back in and apologize for losing my temper or, or whatever it was. Um, there's not one, one scripture I just... And, and then, you know what, I think of the other men that have been... Put, that God has put in my life, you know, 
uh, and how how would they you know, I think about how would they deal with it so uh, that's what it is for me what about you Jay <laughs> Well, actually, I, since I knew that you probably would defer I, to I me think again. I you your one deflection already. You only get one. I was ready. I have three lifelines. I three use lifelines. two. <laughs> well, it's the verse that I use for, for the whole concept of, of today, and that's Psalm 127.4. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. I'm a father of seven for those who don't know. And, I, and it's sometimes very hard to think of myself as a warrior. So I'm, I'm passing that question back to you. Well, yeah. I like the, uh, you know, keep your quiver full with arrows, too. Yeah, well, we did that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what is it about a warrior that you think, what, what aspects of a warrior is necessary for a dad to have? Just what qualities of a warrior? Is, is it hard for you to think of yourself as a warrior? Any one of those questions would do. <laughs> well, just, I think, thinking ahead mainly, I think, you know, if you're, in the, if you're in the battle like our children kind of are, you know, and we are too, um, you don't think uh, long term, you know. So I think, uh, you know, thinking long term for your family and for your kids and, their, you know, their welfare and your welfare and so forth. And, um, you know, uh, I mean, if you, you know, I th- think like a king, I guess, is what, is what the, uh, that kind of motto would be. And the king just thinks about, you know, the kingdom, the whole, so... Um, I think you think, you know, in ahead, you think for the future. Yeah. yeah, and I think for me there is, you know, two questions that come into play as a warrior. What will I gain if I win? What will I lose if I lose the battle? Mm. And so there's much to gain and much to lose. And if we keep those things in mind, uh, we make for a more fierce warrior. Mm. I guess in, if I think of a warrior in, in modern times, the I can be very selfish. You know, I I just need to go out and do my my work or whatever. So I might be disciplined at you know my business, but you know a group of soldiers or warriors they are right. You're responsible for watching your brother's back, mm-hmm. and and so that's. It's a good analogy, you know, to help us men look and, and take the focus off of ourselves and, and put it on the whole. I think, like you said, at looking ahead, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then training training them up, mm-hmm. right? Because if I'm, if I'm the point man and they have my back, but I did a bad job training them, then it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the analogy of the warrior is mm-hmm. the teaching aspect, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, another thing you might re- you relate to you might relate to as well is uh, be equipped. You know, to have the right equipment mm-hmm. <laughs> for like your business, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to have the right equipment. So um, you, it's cool to make sure that your you know your army is equipped properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would mean training. You know, yeah. and I think that that's a big struggle for me. You know, because I I fall short in that in at least in my own mind, you know, of am I equipping my family the right way? Am I being the leader? And, and you know, it's very easy to sit back and be the second person mm-hmm. and not the leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another good analogy yeah. of the warrior. The warrior is the leader. He's the first one that jumps out. 
Amen. Amen. In the Lord of the Rings series, the movie series, there was a great exchange between uh, King Aragon and uh, King Theoden and, uh, about joining this battle. And, and King Theoden says, he's unsure of himself, and he says, says, I will not risk open warfare. And Aragorn says to him, open warfare is on you whether you would risk it or not. And I think that's what you guys have just said. You know, it's the awareness that there is a battle. There is a battle for the lives of our children on many fronts. For the, all the lives of our loved ones. And to be a skilled warrior, to be a, a warrior a, a, aware of the people behind him. And all these wonderful things that you said. is this awareness of this huge battle that we're in. But I am grateful that we have these great warriors uh, in, present in our church today. So give them a big hand. And you can sit down like... <laughs> Thank you for, for participating, men. That was wonderful. I think that was, a, that was really insightful. Thank you for sharing your hearts, being bold and courageous. And when I ask you to do crazy things and wild things... I appreciate that. Uh, we have been through a few weeks for your visitors of pretty intensive audience participation of, of answering questions among ourselves and sharing our hearts together. And I think the past few weeks have been really enriching for me uh, as uh, a pastor, as a shepherd, walking around and listening to how you relate to Father God it has inspired me to get closer to Him in ways that. Wow, you know, I just, wow, that's a great insight. So thank you for the past few weeks of sharing your hearts, being very brave, very, very courageous. So does anyone have a question that they, didn't, that they would like one of the dads to answer or for me? Was there a question that you just said, boy, I wish he asked that question. Yes, Sheila. As they look back, is there something that they would do differently something they wish they did differently um, that they could share with up-and-coming dads. You know, like, watch out for this pitfall. Or, you know, if I had thought differently when I was younger, I would have, I would have done That's a That's a real easy one for me. I would have spent more time with my kids. As I, as I just went through the years, and I think back of times when uh, my kids were doing things and I was doing something else, and it was like, you know, and you can't go back and redo it. I mean, thank God my kids forgave me for all those things, but, you know, it was there, yes. You know, just a, just a little addendum. You know, there is there's so much that I would prefer to have done, and yet as I constantly think about Father's ability to redeem the worst situation and understanding that the story's not over, and the story's not even over after I take my last breath. Uh, somehow, with all my heart, I believe that there is opportunity for all things that we did poorly to be done well. Yeah. Amen. Such is the power of redemption, right? I gave my kids plenty of opportunity to see the power of God compared to before I was saved. And I think it showed me very clearly that all of our kids have to grow up forgiving their parents. And not to say I won't do that, 
but to just become the people that God wants them to be, because that's what every parent wants for them anyway. Is there someone that's willing to stand up and pray for all the dads, a son or a daughter? Someone brave enough to do that? Lord, we thank you for these men. We thank you for the influence they have been on our lives. We thank you that not only have they been a representation of what an earthly father should be, but they have shown us the love of Father God. We pray for wisdom and strength for them for the rest of their lives as they continue to show this, not just to us, but to the next generation and the next. We also pray that their godly example will be passed down to us so that we can show our children your love. In Jesus' name, amen.